0: time to get the party started. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, this beautiful weekend in May. The month of May in Indiana is special for so many reasons. None better than turkey season, morel. Oh, and yeah, maybe there's some other activities in May. We got the big uh, mini marathon this weekend, and we've got the celebration of the racetrack and all that good stuff. But we're going to be talking fishing today. We're going to be Doing the usual springtime chit-chat here. We'll leave all the other May activities to those more qualified. I think it's more interesting to chase down a Tom Turkey myself and maybe find a mother load of morels. And we're going to visit with Brandon Butler, correspondent, great outdoor writer. He's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. And a Hoosier native. And uh, he's got a great story about a couple opening day birds one in missouri one here in indiana and his indiana roots but you never know what we're going to talk about with brandon he's always got some great stories great hunter great conservationist and just a great friend of indiana outdoors in general so we're going to visit with him it's always good to visit with our friends in the professional bass world none better than billy mcdonald BMAC. you can follow him on all the social media stuff he's a great hoosier he's out there Chasing down bass, and I don't even know where he is this weekend, but we're going to track him down because he always gives us some time, and I always like to know what's going on out there on the circuits, and who's doing what, and who's catching what. It's always good. Uh, a little later on, Chris Connor joins us. He is the Indiana Fishing Programs Coordinator for the state of Indiana. He kind of just took over for... Uh, well, we had him on last week. Chris our uh, Clint Koalik was on last week. He's gone into the private world, but he is the new Koalik and puts on fishing programs. We're talking about urban fishing and none better. Uh, maybe some stocking programs in your back woods. It's free fishing day tomorrow. So a lot going on. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. Strap it in. Brandon Butler joins us right after this. <music> It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great weekend. What a beautiful time to be outdoors in Indiana or anywhere. I am your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives. We've got a big show, as mentioned at the top of the hour, and a little later on, we're going to be talking fishing, catching up with the pro bass guys. Billy McDonald's going to be with us. We're going to talk about the free fishing day that is tomorrow on Sunday here in indiana but as anybody who listens to this show we are knee-deep in turkey season we're knee-deep in the morel mushroom season and as i am want to do i often talk to our good friends of indiana outdoors our correspondents from around central uh midwest here and brandon butler joins us great outdoor writer communicator and correspondent here on indiana outdoors brandon it's been a minute how you been
1: Been great brian really been a beautiful spring
0: You know, you, uh, I know you've got so much stuff going on, and every time we talk, you know, you're pursuing uh, your slam with the turkeys, you got travel, you got your writing, you got all kinds of stuff going on, but. This is one of my favorite times of the year because once I realize that winter's over, which is my favorite, falls over, then winter, then I got to suffer through baseball season and the heat. This is that little period of time where I actually can enjoy being outside and turkey season falls in line. Morel mushrooms fall in line. Went over to the Mansfield Mushroom Festival last week. Mushrooms were selling 75 to $90 a pound. And oh my God! It was pretty fun watching uh, watching a bo- bunch of folks buy a bunch of uh, morels. But how's your turkey season been?
1: It's been one of the best. It's been one of the best, and I, I, I've had some great turkey seasons in the past, but this one's been special. And Indiana's played a role in that. I um, I came home to hunt turkeys for the first time. I'm pretty sure for the first time on a non-resident tag. You know, I killed some turkeys in Indiana when I lived there, but man i've had two incredibly special turkey hunts this year and i didn't see either of them coming it wasn't like a planned thing it just kind of happened and, and what it's all revolving around is this turkey vest right it sounds pretty simple but i was at an auction in the middle of nowhere last september it was probably a hundred degrees sun is beating down there's a table of hunting stuff at the end of the auction so i have to wait like literally eight to ten hours until they finally get to this table of stuff but the good thing is by that time the crowd had like almost all dissipated so everything was going cheap and I was just buying. I was like I don't need that but I'll buy it for this friend. (laughs) I don't need that but I'll buy it for this friend. I'm just glad
0: there's somebody else that does that.
1: (laughs) Yeah I got to this turkey vest and I'm like the last thing I need is another turkey vest and nobody's bidding on it and they're like I was like, $5, and they're like, sold. So I get this turkey vest, and it's a really nice mossy oak turkey vest, you know, leafy suit-type vest, and I pick it up, and it's heavy. So I start, like, going through the pockets. I'm finding calls and a brand-new box of three-and-a-half-inch shells, and I'm like, yes, yes. And then it gets to a half-drank bottle of water and then a bag of snacks. No way. Then a little bit of a sandwich that's left in there. And then it, like – it like stopped my heart because it quickly dawned on me that this man, who I don't know who he was, he hung this turkey vest up thinking for sure he was going to put it on again. Like he didn't think his last turkey hunt had come and gone. And that just really hammered me. And um, oh my when goodness, will last time, when will be the last time I hang up my turkey vest? When will be the last time you hang up yours? We don't know. And will there be somebody that loves you enough to take that turkey vest and want to carry it on, carry it into the woods again? And for this man, the answer was no. So I did that. I took it on opening morning of uh, Missouri's turkey season. I wore it and I loaded my gun with his shells and I killed a turkey in about an hour. And I thought that was about as good as it gets. But then I got an invitation to come home and hunt Newton County, Indiana, where I saw my first wild turkey ever. And this was in the restoration era of the late 90s when I'm sitting in a tree stand and I hear this incredibly loud crunching coming through the woods and I'm thinking the largest buck in Newton County is about to be at my, the base of my tree. And it ended up being these little black bulbs coming through the woods and it was a flock of turkeys and I'd never seen anything like it before. And, um, from that, an addiction was born and God knows how many turkeys I've shot now that I, I love it more than anything. And the farmer asked me to come back. So I went back and I hunted the wood lot where I killed my first deer at 14 and I'm now 44. So 30 years had passed since I had ever hunted, uh, or successfully, let's say, hunted or taken an animal from that woodlot. And it's hard to believe that I can even think in terms of 30-year blocks of time. But that's what happened, and um, never heard a gobble. Um, I was just calling and moving, calling and moving. I only sat down to answer some emails, hit the box call a couple of times, and uh, two, three minutes later, I heard <clears throat> <laughs> That All I could do was move my eyes to the right, and there he was, 15 yards away, just periscope. And I'd pulled my face mask off. I was sitting up elevated on a log. I didn't have my gloves on. I had my phone in my hand. My gun was on the wrong side, and I thought, I'm done. There's no way. And then he just stood there and kept looking and looking and looking, and finally he made one kind of aggressive move to his right, like he was going to move out of there. And in a flash, I just grabbed up my gun and... He never even flopped, man. It was just kabam. It was over. And what a uh, great
0: story. So two
1: for two on opening mornings, wearing that man's vest, shooting that man's shells.
0: So did you ever find out any more about that? Who it was? I'm
1: gonna, I don't want to. I don't even want to try. Like yeah, I, I
0: understand. It,
1: the story is what it is, and um, I'm grateful. I feel like, you know the universe is grateful so and you're passing
0: know. it on and paying it forward I went to your social media and I see the vest it is a good-looking vest by the way of course you wear anything <laughs> and you make it look good
1: uh, easy now uh, but yeah man I um, I'm just you know just floating high on that story and, and so I wrote it it's on driftwood outdoors um, part one was the Missouri hunt part two is the Indiana hunt and this conservation agent here one down in Shannon County sent me a message saying how great the first article was and he sent me another one he's like he's like look you're getting old he's like now i'm 62 and i'm not getting old yet but i can feel in your writing that a transition is taking place in you and like you're becoming more reflective and so he goes "Uh, you're two for two on great columns don't screw
0: it up this week wow no no pressure no pressure. So. Well, you're good at it. We're visiting with Brandon Butler, Driftwood Outdoors, his podcast, and your writing is very good, and that's why we love to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. And I'm, I'm really, you know, sometimes you have these conversations and you let them go where they want to go, and I had no idea of that story uh, that you were going to tell, but I'm so glad that you did, and it's interesting that you bring up being melancholy and reflective. As I've gotten older, I'm a little older than you, and I have to have a new hip, so I'm breaking down, and I was invited to go on a couple turkey hunts this year with some buddies, and said, nope, I'm going to have to forego this year, but I look forward to getting back in the turkey woods, because when when you're deer hunting, you're turkey hunting, you're you're a pheasant camp, you're whatever deer, turkey, elk, it doesn't matter what you're doing, I have gotten more reflective as I've gotten older, and it's not about killing a deer it's not about putting a turkey on on the table but there's that's all good that's a great benefit but it's about being with other people that it's the food it's the camaraderie it's the catching up and helping somebody else catch their first prey whatever that might be and I too have gotten older and reflective so I think that's just a station in life it's not about the, the kill anymore it's about the experiences
1: couldn't agree with you more brother
0: you put any morels in the pan
1: Dude, now, see, we go We go from the highest of highest to the lowest of lows. I haven't found a single mushroom yet. <laughs> yesterday, I, I, I got a tick collection yesterday. Uh, I probably walked a half mile in this north Missouri river bottom, and it just looked like if you were going to paint a painting of where morels should be, they should have been there. And I, I, I didn't find any. And I've heard that a lot. We've had a pretty poor season. Now there's some dudes that live around here that they do nothing but hunt. And um, they're hilarious. I don't know what their Facebook page is, but they found 7,500 pounds. What? They, it's a group of guys. That's all they do. Um, but can you imagine? You're saying that's, that's they, three they and a half tons you were saying that they were selling for $75 a pound there. Yeah. They hunt all of, I'll give a secret. Like there's a ton of public land along the Missouri river called the big muddy national wildlife refuge. And it's like, it's competitive mushroom hunting, but it's very, very good mushroom hunting. So if you have a boat and you love mushroom hunting enough to drive all the way to Missouri to launch your boat on the Missouri river and hunt the river uh, for mushrooms, You will You'll run into other people But you'll find some mushrooms So let's say That those dudes Sold those mushrooms For $30 a pound That's
0: retirement dude
1: So they uh, They uh, They're taking pictures With like capes on And swords And they're like The Mushroom Kings It's hilarious
0: I think that is fantastic. I would love to meet them sometime. More, Man there's several mushroom fests around the Midwest and Mansfield has always been good. It was a little lame on the outside, but the auction was going good. There were probably a couple hundred people there and they had several big coolers of freshly picked morels and these quart-sized bags and they were going my gosh, like uh, they were people there with a purpose and they were they were uh they were making it happen, so to speak. And I haven't even been out because it's a little hard with the walker <laughs> to chase Yeah, I,
1: I had preventative maintenance done a couple of years ago. I had my hip uh, taken apart and scoped. Oh, good God. Right and I think it was like they told me, though, like if we, if we pull the ball out of the socket and clean off the arthritis and such, then you probably won't have to have a replacement for 25 to 30 years. And by that time, I'm just not going to do it. So, um, you know, it was good. It was a good surgery to have done. And I, you know, I was a football player, and I, my my job as a kid was carrying rolls of carpet and tiles. I always had a heavy weight on my right side. And oh, good God! In the hips, I feel like I just smashed my hips up. By the time I was in my late twenties, it hurt. In my mid thirties, I had that surgery. So. I can tell you this on the backside of it i don't ever feel it i don't even think about it anymore but i went through pain in the hip early and um yeah i found, found relief in the surgery so i wish you all the best
0: well that happens at the end of the month so hopefully i will uh, have no excuses coming this deer season what else is up in uh, the podcast world for you i know that you're how's the slam chase going for the turkeys
1: well, I killed the World Slam last year. Finished that up. Um, the coolest thing I got going on right now, professionally, is in my job job at Raceline Alternative Energy. Um, myself and a couple others wrote a grant for climate smart commodities uh, from the USDA. It's, it's um, basically coming up with new sustainable commodities in agriculture. That uh, can inject new economy into rural America while doing it in a sustainable and renewable fashion. So it's it's not like this like you know wish in one hand type movement towards a more renewable future. It's actually like boots on the ground. We're doing this. We're planting this way. We're changing this process. We're we're doing all this in an effort to not only continue to produce agriculture commodities but to do it in a way that is more friendly and hopefully more economic. So we wrote a grant for 96 million dollars and we got awarded 80 million. Uh, Good called lord. Called Horizon 2. Some, you know, a little feather in my cap on that one and uh we are going to be able to return about 80% of that money to farmers and landowners in Missouri and Iowa to establish cover crops as uh, essentially a harvestable commodity, as well as restored prairie. And we can, we can harvest both of these, what we call cellulosic biomass feedstocks, and put them into our anaerobic digesters with the manure that's already there to create renewable natural gas. So now a farmer that's got you know a corn field, a soybean field, they have that crop, and now we're putting them into a secondary crop where they can actually generate a profit while improving their soil health, while protecting our waterways from runoff and erosion. Uh, it's a real, real uh cyclical process that puts a farmer's land to use all year, puts them into two different diversified incomes, one being agriculture, the other being renewable energy, and, and delivers ecological benefits and, and wildlife benefits uh, that are so important to people like you, my, yourself and me and people listening to this show.
0: Holy smokes. So, where'd that come from? Where'd that pop up in the Brandon uh, Butler head?
1: Well, it wasn't my idea. That's the man that I work for rudy raceline i mean he's he's special, you know he's like a Walt Disney or Johnny Morris, like he sees things the rest of us don't see so this concept he started you know. 2012 was when Raceline Alternative Energy started I joined in 2019 I was like the 20th employee and we're pushing 100 now good for you
0: Um, yeah let's, let's keep that on the radar and talk more about that and as always Brandon it's great to visit with you congratulations on your two first day turkey toms stories I love that story about the vest and I hope to see you here real soon and have you back on Indiana Outdoors and continue our conversation as always great to visit with you my friend Thanks for the opportunity, man. Talk to you soon. One of my favorites, Brandon Butler. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I, your host, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We're going to be back fishing right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a beautiful week. What a beautiful weekend. It's a great time to be together. Of course, when I'm in the studio, it's always great to be with all of the affiliates that carry Indiana Outdoors. Couldn't do it without you. Give them an opportunity. Give them a shout out and say thanks for carrying it because they do have that choice. We have several new affiliates since the beginning of the year and so fun to visit with all of our guests as they are here this spring. It never ceases to amaze me how quickly time flies, and no one knows that better than our, our new friend or our old friend B Mac Billy McDonald on the professional bass fishing fishing circuit, longtime contributor here to Indiana Outdoors. And I always love to find out what's happening on the circuit, because you and all your colleagues and friends out there who fish professionally never cease to amaze me. Where you been? How's your season? And first and foremost, thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors again.
2: Brian, thanks for having me again, bud. I appreciate it. Uh, we've been here, we've been there, we've been a little bit everywhere. We've been to Alabama, we've been to Texas, we've been over to uh, North Carolina, Virginia, and... Uh, it's great time to be fishing right now. It's springtime.
0: Boy, I tell you what, your social media always is entertaining for me, and you've caught some big fish, and, uh, of course, you're traveling around. How have the tournaments been? What's new on the circuit? Anything worthy of mentioning for those that are in the bass fishing world that uh, follow the professionals like you?
2: Uh, the tournament circuit's going good. I mean, it, a big you know, thing is still forward-facing sonar. It is probably you know still a revolutionary deal out there but it's not mandatory especially right now the fish are spawning i've been to monroe i've been to geist and played around there in indiana a little bit them fish are on the bank spawning it's a good time to be out there and be fishing
0: so generally speaking for those that are listening when is that good time you talked about they're on the bank they're spawning how long does that go and when does that start and end
2: it's it's going right now. So okay, it started, you know, our weather's been screwed up to say the least, but those fish have been trying to spawn for a couple weeks now. And that that'll continue on really into late May. And at the end of, when that's kind of drying up, then that's when all the bluegills come up. They're they're spawning then. It's a good time to get out. Crappies are biting right now. They're spawning. Uh it's just a great time to be out there fishing. We went to a little private lake and caught some crappies this last week, so Good time to be out on the water.
0: So even when you're not out there doing it for a living, you're out there doing it for fun because you just love it so much, right?
2: You got that right. My wife goes, seriously, you're ate up. And I go, I am. I love it. You know, if somebody asked me when I'm going to retire, I go, what am I going to do when I retire? I'm going to go fishing. So why not just keep
0: fishing? Well, you've basically been doing what everybody says they're going to do when they retire for a long time. Only you figured out how to make a a living out of it. And, of course, your great sponsor, Lucas Oil, and uh, your great wife of many, many years. Happy anniversary. I think I saw somewhere you celebrated a recent anniversary.
2: Yep. 43 years. So she's very very blessed, say yeah. the least. Does she travel with you still? About half the time. She's getting a lot choosier. So she <laughs> chooses where she wants to go, and when she wants to stay home, play with the grandkids. So I get it.
0: I don't blame you. I know you're also an avid hunter, uh, deer hunter. Are you going to get out in the turkey woods any time this spring?
2: I'm hoping when I get back from this, this trip I'm on. That yes, I'm hoping I can get out for a few days in Turkey High, and then because uh, we only got a four day break before we take back off and go back to Alabama for another one, so it's just a short turnaround. But that's that's the world we live in.
0: Well, I couldn't. I'm very thankful for the uh, opportunity to be with you and to have you a part of Indiana Outdoors, and I know right now I've seen in the first week of turkey season more pictures of Indiana gobblers um, and, and the stories that go along with them of course Kentucky started a couple weeks ago and many buddies went down to Kentucky to chase the birds before they get to Indiana but I've heard more optimism in the turkey woods this year than in a long time and I'm predicting a big big season
2: We've had a couple phenomenal hatches the last few years and I mean birds are abundant and I have a lease in Wisconsin, too. And I'm not going to be able to have time to get up there and turkey hunt this year, but we'll deer hunt em. But the cameras have just been lighting up with turkeys everywhere. And driving down the road, you see them out in the field strutting, and it's just uh, the woods are alive, the lakes are alive. I love springtime. I wish it could stay this way all year.
0: Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And with the turkey season comes the morels. I'm The older I've gotten, I love to chase the birds, but I'm having a new hip in a month. And, yeah. Uh, my turkey and my morel mushroom hunting have been rudely interrupted by arthritis and a new hip in the future, so I have to live vicariously through all my friends. And of course, we got the the Mansfield Mushroom Festival, one of my favorite things coming up. But as the older I've gotten, it's more about the morels than it is the turkey. <laughs> They're,
2: they're awful good. A mess of crappies and a mess of uh, morels is hard to beat for lunchtime or a dinnertime meal.
0: I, could, a doubt. I couldn't say it any better. And, you know, I mentioned your sponsor, Lucas, and they've been so loyal and so good to you. And you're in the Lucas oil boat. Anything new from your sponsors this year?
2: No, I mean, Lucas is branched out. They've got a lot of different things going. Uh, you're, you're seeing them everywhere. You know, our next big event, I guess, will be the, you know, IndyCar racing coming up. We've got some some new drivers in that deal. We're, we're branched out. We're doing a lot of stuff in the NASCAR field. The monster truck world is, is red hot right now, and then all your local dirt tracks and everything. I mean, the grassroots guys is what makes Lucas Oil what they are, so... We're excited to be a part of each and every one of those outfits that's out there running right now.
0: Well, I encourage everybody to follow you. You're a great teacher, and that's what I love about you. You're always giving to your fans, and you always love to promote and your YouTube stuff, BMAC Fishing on Instagram and all the other socials that you're on. Thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors. Safe travels to you, your family, and best of luck on the fishing circuit. We'll be back in touch with you later. How's that? We appreciate it, Brian. Keep oh, things going, bud. Always appreciate good to visit you. with you, my friend. Thanks so much. Mac, one of my favorites. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after this. is the Indiana Outdoor Show. So great to be with you on this May weekend. I can't believe it's May already. Mother's Day just ahead. Turkey season in full swing. I know that because I think every person who bought a turkey license is seeing birds and having a great turkey season. Seen some morels, always good. Fishing is around the corner. And with that, We've got a lot of folks getting outside. That's always a great thing. Of course, we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives dot org. You know that because we've been talking about that for a long time. We're making progress on that donor list. You can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license couldn't be any easier and speaking of fishing christopher connor joins us he is the fishing programs coordinator for the state of indiana relatively new to that position and chris it's great to have you be a part of indiana outdoors i'm sure since you've been uh, there now what less than two months you got it all figured out on how you can take care of indiana's fishing coordinator program how you doing
3: uh hey brian i'm doing good i uh I'm getting it figured out over time. <laughs>
0: we're getting there. So, a couple of things that I thought would be fun to talk about, and spring is the, the weather's been great. I've seen a lot of folks out in the retention ponds and neighborhoods, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of folks getting out doing what uh what they like to do. Maybe for the first time since the winter broke, but no better time to talk about fishing than in the spring, and. We've got free fishing weekends, free fishing days coming up. And explain what those are and why those are important, because one of them is this weekend.
3: Yep. Uh, like you said, uh, we got one coming up on May 7th this weekend. And the free fishing days are, that's what it sounds like, it's it's a day where you can fish for free, uh, meaning that you don't need a fishing license, you don't need if you're going for trout or salmon, you don't need the, the stamp for those. Um, so they're... You know they're great for if if you haven't been fishing in a while, or if you have somebody that you know has never been fishing before, or they haven't been fishing in a while, and you want to get them out there, they're they're great opportunities to get out and, and dip your toe into the into the hobby or get back into it if you've been out for a while um, without having to you know, go through the process of purchasing your license.
0: Which couldn't be any easier. And as you and I both know, and I've been saying here for 20 plus years on Indiana Outdoors, there's no better conservation dollar than someone buying a hunting and fishing license. And people ask all the time, you know, where should I give my money if they want to do something for conservation? And I say, well, buy a hunting or a fishing license because... That yep. licensed dollar that you spend is how the entire division of fish and wildlife, for more or less, is funded. But more than that, it gets leveraged multiple times through grants and other things. And so much benefit goes right back in. So whether you're a fisherman or you're a hunter, That money that you're buying on those licenses is is no better dollar for preserving for the deer, the turkey, the 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 pheasants, everything else and habitat and all the great programs at our division of fish and wildlife. And you know, to buy a hunting and fishing license so cheap, but it means so much to get leveraged and all the other benefits down the road. And again later this fall and into the summer we have uh, a weekend here coming up in June, and then another in September. When is the uh, when are those dates coming up?
3: Yep, in June we'll have free fishing days on June third and fourth, and then September uh, it'll be September twenty third. So a few opportunities to to get out and like I said engage in the hobby and like you said the the idea is that you know you'll you'll get hooked excuse the pun oh then, look at
0: you throwing uh, the puns
3: out I like it there we go um but the the idea is that hopefully after that you know you 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 enjoy the hobby and you'll you'll buy a license cuz like you said it uh it's something that you know state conservation agencies talk about all the time of course but people don't realize that we we really aren't funded the way many, most other government organizations are funded. It's not just straight tax money from the public. We get money based on participation in hunting and shooting and, and fishing. And so if you just by going out and buying tackle, you're supporting us. Um, uh, the the license outside of the money itself, um, the more licensed anglers we have, the more of the federal grant money we get, it's it's, it's definitely worth looking into for, for, for people who are curious. Cause that's something that I, in my career, I, I've really tried to hit on with the public and I wish people knew more about, cause it's, we call it conservation through participation. So like you said, those people who are wondering like how they can, they can help just <laughs> simply by hunting and fishing and getting your license, you're helping more than you, you
0: realize. So. Absolutely. So you are the fishing programs coordinator, for the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. What is that role? What do you do?
3: Well, it's, <laughs> I'll learn what I'll do one of these days. It's coming into focus. <laughs> it depends on um, which you know, day of the week, right? Right. So it's it's a very broad, uh, a very broad title, but the, the simplest way I can put it is it's my job to try to stimulate more engagement in fishing and more long-term engagement in the hobby. So, that could be anything from me organizing, you know, courses on how to catch catch specific species or just intro, introduction to fishing in general, uh organizing events, partnering with, you know, local local uh communities, organizations, um, online content. It's pretty much anything fishing related for for the DNR all have some some hand in. So it's a it's a pretty broad position.
0: So one of the things that we've talked about on Indiana Outdoors, we're visiting with Chris Connor, by the way, he is the fishing programs coordinator for the Division of Fish and Wildlife for the state of Indiana. One of the things we talk about here is this urban fishing program and the stocking program, and we kind of take it for granted that you want to go fishing, you go out to a lake. Well, that would seem obvious, but... At the end of the conversation, a lot of folks, especially since we're talking about maybe getting new folks involved on these free fishing days, you do a tremendous amount of outreach to get people focused on the urban side, those that may not have uh, direct access right in their backyard, but these urban programs and stocking are so big, and this is the 10th anniversary. Explain what Urban Fishing Program has done and why that's so important.
3: Yeah, it's 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 a great program. I mean I I uh, I wish more people knew about it because it's I mean like you said, especially for beginners, you know, fishing can be a very daunting hobby, especially trying to find, you know, where to go, what to use, you know, all that jazz. Uh even just accessing the water. Um so the the urban stocking program is is what it sounds like. I mean, it's we we stock urban urban water bodies with uh, we call them catchable size fish, but just know that they're, they're big enough to eat. Uh, but we stock channel catfish and rainbow trout. Any So any water body that's within a, a populated community, you know, think things like city park, ponds, stuff like that, uh, sites that have great bank access. Uh, ideally, they'll have restrooms and parking, you know, uh, stuff like that. Basically, easy to access, high-quality sites. People don't have to travel far to get to them those are sites that are included in this program. And for people, if you want to learn more uh, or see the full list of sites, we have a webpage, Urban Stocking. Just if you Google Indiana DNR Urban Stocking, it'll be one of the first links that pop up. But you can see the full list of sites and as well as the, the schedule for when and where they'll be stocked. But Uh, We try to, uh, again, we stock these ponds with, it's mostly adult-sized channel catfish, but also rainbow trout certain times of the year. We're usually looking at March through May as the main stocking months. Uh, Channel catfish will get stocked. They're actually being stocked this week, but again, they'll get stocked uh, again later in the month, early June. And then we'll do fall stocking, September, October. Uh, So we try to... We try to put plenty, plenty of fish out there, plenty to go around for everybody, and they're just, uh, again, you know, easy to access sites that you don't have to go through much hassle to get to. You can, within half an hour, ideally, get out from from your, your living room out to the pond fishing. so
0: Chris, it's always great to visit with you. I know you're going to be talking to me later on because sooner, sooner than we think, it's going to be state fair time out at the fishing pond. Mm-hmm. And thanks for all you do for the state of Indiana and appreciate your time here on Indiana Outdoors and get out and go fishing, right? That's right. Have a great weekend. Thanks for being with us, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. So great to be here. So great to talk fishing today remember we're brought to you by indiana donor network driven to save lives.org i am your host brian pointer don't go anywhere we're going to be back right after this always a great show always a great show it is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. So thrilled to be with you. Thank the stations that carry us all over the state of Indiana. We have some new affiliates since the beginning of the year. Hopefully, you're enjoying what we bring each and every week here. Of course, we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Couldn't do it without them. Driven to save lives, the number two, driven to save lives.com. You can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. Couldn't be any easier. They do such great work, and there are a lot of Hoosiers that are on that list. We're making progress. Great to catch up with Billy McDonald, one of the finest, hardest working professional bass guys out there doing it. Celebrated an anniversary last week. Congratulations to he and his wife. They do. Uh, they travel quite a bit, and you, you heard it say. It gets a little discerning a little later on in life. You know, she goes where she wants. I like that. Chris Connor joined us. The Urban Stocking Program, get out and wet a line this weekend. Mother's Day coming up. Maybe take mom with you. And, of course, free fishing day. Tomorrow you don't need a license. And Brandon Butler, he's so great to visit with because you never know which story he's going to bring out. But he's always got full of them. That story about the hunting vest that he just randomly purchased. And who knows what the legacy of the origin of that vest that he bought at an auction. But it was obviously lucky. Used the shells he found in the pocket. Hopefully he didn't eat the sandwich he found in the pocket, but brought some luck to him. And with that, we're going to end up with another great Indiana outdoor show. Remember to turn in a poacher. 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. I'll be back next weekend. You can count on it. Go out and find some rels, And I'll see you outside, everybody. Be safe.